0: working our way through february in a couple of days we turn it over to march we'll see how march comes in remember the old lion or lamb bit you don't hear about that much now because our weather's so screwed up
1: Out like a lamb in like a lion is that what it is
0: yeah i I think that's what it was or or either way which if it comes in rough you know well let's hope it goes out like a lamb we always hope that especially after the groundhog business the month before
1: yeah i didn't know there was like like Fifteen or sixteen groundhogs now that do this. Oh whole man, it's ridiculous. Yeah, Worldwide, well, they much. speak
0: different languages. It's crazy, right? You don't know which one to trust yeah. either. You know, it kind yeah. of to me, it's a little bit sketchy. What do you mean? Yeah. Which one do you consider the the real, authentic, oh, really official groundhog? Oh yeah, man, I saw no shadow. What the heck? You know, like that kind of thing. Or <laughs> words that I can't really say on the show. Um, right. But I always wonder: is the weather so mixed up that this is going to be like half lion? half lamb someday that is yeah. just no point and i hear a lot of time now like nobody speak of it again in my world now i don't i can't speak for everyone and what all
1: of you out there here um but it's almost like we don't dare rock i know we just don't dare touch it what we Mm-mm. dare touch on a tuesday at this time is uh the segment with dr danielle Johnkine, and she brings us lots of great stuff let's bring her on
2: whether they provide us with companionship and income, food, or serve a critical role in the ecosystems that support us, animals are vital to human health. Have fun with us as we learn about animal-related topics and about the amazing bond we share with our animal friends.
1: The world of science is always working and discovering amazing things. Then we publish these findings in academic papers, and we read them, and the hope is to eventually see them in real-world situations that benefit everybody. Dr. Danielle Klein today has found one of those papers, and she is here to discuss it. Dr. Danielle, welcome to the program, and what do you have for us today? I'm very interested
2: well, I'm I'm hoping everybody will be interested, um, but uh, we're going to talk about some fascinating and amazing research that was published in um, a journal called the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences um, in August of 2023. Um, so the authors of this particular paper were um, Eliza Martaletti, Neil Ingham, and Karen Steele. And they were researching deafness in mice and were actually able to show that um, under certain circumstances, they could reverse hearing loss in these mice with their research. And I came across this and I was like, whoa, whoa, really? How cool is that? So I thought, you know, we should look into this paper more. I should get into it, find out how they did it and talk about it on the show.
0: Well, that's amazing. Like, this is pretty cool when we think about things. And I, I'd heard this somewhere and you'd get thinking how powerful um, some of these findings that, that then come up like this can, can be just to even hear, let alone <laughs> results. Okay, let's start with what caused the deafness in these mice?
2: Well, actually, it turns out it was a genetic mutation. Um, Mm. So to explain what happened to these mice because of the genetic problem, I'm going to give a quick refresher in biology first. I mean, for me included, it's been a long time since I (laughs) was in school. So um, everybody knows that animals have DNA and that makes up their genetic code. Um, And it kind of acts like an instruction manual for the body, for how the body should build and repair itself. So the DNA contains this instructions for um, building proteins, which are molecules that perform actions that keep bodies functioning. So when the body needs a protein for something, all the machinery in the cells that makes these proteins, you can kind of think of it like a construction crew for simplicity's Mm -hmm. sake. It goes to the manual, which is the DNA, and it gets these instructions. And then this construction crew starts building the protein. And they do that by attaching the building blocks together in a long line. So it's it's kind of like assembling a string of pearls, if that makes any sense. And as the string gets longer, something truly kind of miraculous actually happens in that The pearls start interacting with other pearls on the string. And so the whole thing starts folding up and twisting. And, you know, some of them are holding hands with each other. And rather than a string, we end up with something more like a wire sculpture. You know, it becomes this three dimensional shape that was made for a very specific purpose. So proteins do all kinds of things in the body. Um, They form gates that only open to allow specific molecules to pass through them. Um, Some of them act like keys. You know, they dock with other proteins that act like locks. And so when the key goes in the lock, it triggers the body to perform specific functions. Um, Other proteins carry special molecules around, and some even have a huge role to play in processes like immunity. And, I mean, I could spend all day describing all the things proteins can do. But, you know, we really should get back to our deaf mice. (laughs) So... There are lots of different things that can cause deafness, but these mice were deaf because there was a huge section of nonsense words that had accidentally been dropped into the middle of that instruction manual for a specific protein called SPNS2. So it would be kind of like typing something out on your computer and then you fall asleep and you wake up with your forehead on your keyboard and you might end up with a bunch of gobbledygook in the middle of your document, right? So, you know, you can resume Ah, you know me too
0: well danielle oh wonderful i wasn't
2: gonna name names
0: you did that try doing it with a screen screen reader on the computer where all you hear is or something like that as it rattles them (laughs) off
2: Exactly, exactly. But, you know, if you leave that mess in the middle of your document, there's a whole section that just doesn't make any sense. So whenever the construction crew would get to that nonsense part of the instructions, they would just kind of scratch their heads and not be able to finish the job, so they'd all go home. So that protein, of course, just didn't get made. Well, it turns out that that particular protein has a really important function in those mice, and it ensures that there are a lot of positively charged ion molecules in the fluid of the inner ear and without that high concentration of those ions in that fluid the little cells of the ear that detect sound waves cannot um, send a signal to the brain when they do and so if the brain doesn't get those signals from those little cells the result is a deaf mouse so mice with this particular genetic defect can actually hear at birth but they rapidly lose their hearing as they get older so you know that's kind of the nuts and bolts of why they were deaf in the first place.
1: Very detailed uh, explanation there, for sure. And aside from, you know, us as humans taking our head off the keyboard and hitting the undo button and it all goes away. How do they fix the problem in mice? Because I don't think it's that simple.
2: <laughs> yeah, we all wish there was an undo button, don't we? <laughs> I know when I have computer problems, it becomes rapidly becomes my best friend. <laughs> well, as far as the mice goes, the researchers were able to discover that the original instructions were all intact for making this protein in the mice. All they had to do was remove that nonsense section in the middle middle of the instructions so kind of like they found the undo button i guess so there were specific markers that indicated where the normal dna ended and then where it began again on either side of these nonsense things and so now all they needed was an editor to kind of go in cut the nonsense text out of the instruction manual and they found it in another protein and by telling this editor protein to go to work at different times in the development of these mice and then measuring their ability to hear they were able to determine whether the treatment worked or not and also whether or not applying this treatment at different times was better um, or more effective at fixing this problem than at others
0: Man, i'm glad you gave us that reminder on the proteins the biology was perfect because now i'm picturing that very you know detailed specific Um, you know, graph that you basically painted for us. So I'm looking in there and wondering, okay, how did they tell that editor protein to get the work in there?
2: Well, you know, this was actually a really cool thing. And I'm constantly amazed at how brilliant these kinds of people are. (laughs) So there is a form of this editor protein that only works when it's exposed when it is exposed to a specific molecule. So a medication called tamoxifen. So by giving this tamoxifen to the mice, they were able to trigger this editor protein to start working. And then wow. they were able to follow up to see whether the hearing improved or not. So, you know, it was there, but it wasn't working. So they told it to work by giving the tamoxifen. And then they said, okay, let's see what happens.
1: Okay, so I really have to ask, how on earth can you possibly test for hearing in in mice? <laughs> well,
2: you say their name. Actually...
0: <laughs> Arnold, Arnold, yeah. hey Arnold, Obviously. pay attention. Tim, what are you doing? Tim, wake up. Wake up, Tim.
2: <laughs> Well, it's actually really hard to assess hearing in animals. And as a veterinarian, I can tell you it's not something I can reliably do in an office exam either. Um, The best I can do to see if an animal can hear is to um, see if they have a startle response to a loud and unexpected sound. But, of course, that kind of testing just does not stand up to scientific rigor, though, right? So there actually is a way to measure brainwaves to see if an animal can hear and they call it an auditory brainwave response test and of course this is done on an anesthetized mouse and it's how the scientists were able to determine if the mouse could hear or not Um, i believe they do something similar on human babies when they test hearing but you know because like animals they just can't tell you if they can actually hear something or not
0: wow okay so what were the results
2: Well, the scientists found that they could actually reverse the hearing loss in some mice with this treatment, which of course is like completely amazing. Uh, They did find there were some limitations. So not all of the mice fully regained their hearing and some had better results than others. And the other thing the scientists noted was that the timing of the treatment was really, really important. So there was definitely a window of time when the treatment worked best. And once that window had passed and the longer it was left before the treatment started, the less. Likely the most was able to regain its hearing.
1: With all of this uh, research, is there any potential applications in medicine? <laughs> It's
2: kind of a tough question to answer, but in fact, the researchers were asked questions about that in an interview by the journal who published their paper. Um, and their answer was a little complicated. So the study showed that this particular type of gene mutation could be corrected, but gene editing is extremely specific to the molecules involved when there is a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't a common cause of human deafness. So the specific treatment they used on the mice, of course, would not work on a person. Having said that, they were able to show that removing a section of nonsense DNA in a gene can potentially fix a genetic mutation. Um, It's also proof of concept that the timing of the therapy can be critical to its success. And the authors of the paper actually speculated on why the timing was so important in this case. And I really found that to be a really interesting discussion And so if you recall what actually caused the hearing to deteriorate in the mice, it was that this defective protein caused those... um that lack of positively charged ions in the fluid of the inner ear. And they speculated that the lack of that those charged ions eventually caused the death of the cells in the ear that detect the sound waves. So once the cells were dead, there was just no way of replacing them, which may be why starting the treatment too late didn't work very well. And that's what they were talking about in the interview. And of course, you know, so that could potentially have, you know, implications for age-related hearing loss in people. So, you know, the is the type of stuff that can springboard into more questions that you know um into more research that could be potentially um helpful to people eventually too so it's kind of a proof of concept idea
1: something really always has to get the ball rolling in medicine and i think this is a good example of that danielle thank you so much as always great stuff and you leave us wondering hmm what's next for danielle And we'll find out next week have a great week (laughs) thanks you too that was Dr. Danielle Jonkine and she joins us weekly for Ask a Veterinarian.
0: I like the thought of the springboard, right? What does it leap into next or hey, do we go from here to where we're thinking seniors just normal hearing loss and decline like uh, they've got so many or can you prevent that drying out where the cells end up getting you know dying? So really fantastic and uh it, what I love too is Danielle was just so excited over this research because we think about how they're doing it in those conversations. What if we tried, Don, that wouldn't work, but what if we added? Oh yeah, you just think being in the back room or in the lab when these conversations are going on, brah. So powerful, it's so amazing. So I, I, I love that part of it, but you can just hear the excitement of what could be. Coming up folks, what foods are good for the brain? Our nutritionist, Julia Karantzis, she's going to stop by for a few minutes with us and give us some healthy choices. Always great conversation. It's two minutes away, right here on Kelly and Rumya. Stick around and learn something new. Kelly and Rumya return with more in a moment.